0: Your views, your news, your limerick today with Joe Netsch on Live 95.
1: How much does our language matter when it comes to looking for love? Well, University of Limerick lecturer in linguistics, Dr. Elaine Vaughan, and Dr. Brian Clancy from Mary Immaculate College have been looking at the language in the show First Dates. And they join me on the line to chat a little bit about it. Uh, good morning to you, um, Elaine. Really interesting topic and one I think that a lot of people will find accessible because, well, I watch First States Ireland anyway and maybe a few <laughs> of the other versions um, as well. What were you looking at specifically?
2: Hi, Joe. How are you? Yes. Thanks so much for, for talking to us today. Well, I suppose, uh, I mean, for, for the same reason as you, as you, we are interested in First States Ireland. It's something that we're watching. But as linguists, what we're interested in is spoken Irish English. And what we were always looking for is kind of natural language data. People just talking to one another in different settings. And we have some great sources. But when we saw First States Ireland we said, here is a brilliant source contemporary Irish English. Uh, there's people from all sorts of um, backgrounds, ages, real cross section of Irish society. And also for what it is which is a first date. Now we're able to get lots of language data. Uh, it's not always easy but you know we can get recordings of family and friends talking. We can look at maybe institutional data, like meetings and so on. But, like, the more private the setting, the harder it is to get data on that. So what we were interested in particularly was how people, you know, how people interact with one another
1: when they're getting to know each other. Right. So, uh, Brian Clancy, I mean, what did you discover then? Give me a couple of simple examples that I might pick up the next time I'm watching First Dates (laughs) Ireland. The the things we look at, you is it? yeah. What what language are we talking about here? I mean, Irish, English, Hiberno-English and all that stuff. But explain it to me in simple terms.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, okay. take, for example, if we go with something like questions. So when we first started looking at First Dates Ireland, um, we, we kind of intuited, if you like, that there would be more questions in successful dates than unsuccessful dates. So successful dates being where the daters would like to meet each other for a second date and beyond. And so we counted the number of questions in the successful dates and the unsuccessful dates. And what we found was there were more questions in the unsuccessful dates. So I kind of put this to friends of mine who were dating and they said, yeah, yeah, in the, in the dates they enjoy more, there are less questions because of this notion of conversational flow. So, for example, you know, if, uh, in, 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 for, for in dating, less is more in questions, if you like, whereas the unsuccessful date. It's more, um, it resembles kind of more of a job
1: interview almost. Well, but that's really interesting, Elaine, isn't it? Because I suppose there's always this theory that, you know, he'd ask me no questions about myself.
2: Mm, Exactly. And like I suppose when we started looking at it from an Irish English perspective we were interested in sort of the characteristics of Irish English. But what really started to come across when we looked at samples was the sort of things that people are doing. And I suppose what our angle on that then would be how is language helping them to do that or what sort of language are they using when they're doing it. So things like self-presentation, how people talk about themselves, how they introduce themselves and their background, self-disclosure as well, the sorts of things that they will say to one another and, and the fact that that expects a response. So if I tell you something about myself that I think is kind of personal, I'm expecting you to respond with something similar. And then we also see characteristics like not, not a lot of, and they're not dealt with necessarily uh, very well in the Irish context, but we see a lot of complimenting. But what really kind of comes across as well is people's use of humour, you know, the way that they try to to set one another at ease. So I suppose all the way along then, we're looking at the role of language in making yeah. that happen.
1: You know? Yeah, and to Brian, I mean, we're talking about Irish English and all of that, yeah. but I wonder yeah. if we have in, uh, taken from American English the word like. I mean, what part did the word like play in all of this when you were analysing first dates?
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and like actually, in a way, if you, for example, like is, is more frequent in Irish English than it is in British English show, for example, just as a, a kind of a response to that immediately. But I suppose I think that there are two types of like. So there's the the I like coffee uh, like, and we're on radio now, so you don't know what I look like, but you know what I sound like. So mm-hmm. that's one type of like. Mm-hmm. But the other type of like, the more Irish-English type of like, is the one that is associated with younger speakers. And it's the like that occurs at the end of sentences or at the end of questions. You often hear people using it. So someone might say, what do you think of him? And you might say, well, he's not very nice like so you have that like at the end of sentences and that like is associated with friendship groups and it's associated with younger speakers and it's, all, it's it's to do with politeness and it's to do with kind of acknowledging that I have an opinion and that my opinion is maybe different to your opinion and to open the space for a conversation about uh, that opinion if you like. And what we found is, and myself and Lane have kind of started to call it, it damage limitation like what we found is that it's the second type of like used to kind of repair what people have been saying. So people are, are saying things on the unsuccessful day and it's almost like they go, oh, oh I shouldn't have said that. Now I need to fix it. I need to soften it. I need to do some, some uh, work to heal the relationship between the two of us. they've said
1: and kind of dig themselves out of holes in uncertainty. So, so, Elaine, for a certain generation, it's almost apologetic.
2: Yeah, I suppose you could look at it that way, or it's it's a way of sounding less certain. It's a, sound, a way of sounding a bit more polite. Sometimes it's most of the time it's actually quite unconscious when people are doing it. Mm-hmm. But when you start to look at it, you know, obviously what we have in front of us are transcripts from episodes and we're able to then analyse them and and look at the the, the data quantitatively and we're able to say, okay, this is happening when a criticism has occurred or where someone has asked a question which might be a little uncomfortable for someone, you know, that that, that it's used to soften. So apologetic is one way of putting it, but kind of polite is another, Uh, I suppose.
1: And and what about the classic, who pays the bill? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
2: I mean, in the end, there's so, like there's, there's seven series of first dates. We're in the, the, the middle of the seven series now. But as we went along with our research, we said, this this is the interesting part. Because at some point, Brian had found that the questions were more frequent on the unsuccessful dates. Then we said, well, let's have a look at, see let's see what happens when people go to pay the bill. That interaction is something that we kind of have some expectations of from an Irish-English perspective. So we kind of expect that someone will offer... And then we expect the other person to refuse and then the other person to make another offer. And Brian probably says this in a different way to me, but that negotiation seems to be one that we see most for the unsuccessful dates. And that might be something to do with the, the programme itself and, and, and what right. they select for us to see. But it can be that a date is going very, very well. And then we get to the, the, the bill appearing on the table and it's awkward Okay. And the fact that it's awkward is interesting. Obviously we're we're heartless, we're 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 researchers, so we want to see what happens. Mm. So when the first person offers what happens in the next turn, do people accept a little bit too quickly? And and that can be problematic.
1: Okay. OK. Um, sounds like the reverse of uh, um, the Father Ted stuff about go on, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> exactly. I, 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 I will say one other thing as well. Um, as much as I like First Dates Ireland, if someone told me I had to read the transcripts of the first seven <laughs> series, I don't think I'd ever watch it again. But it's very interesting research. And thank you so much for just telling us a little about it this morning. We really do appreciate it. Lecturer at UL in Linguistics, Dr. Elaine Vaughan and Dr. Brian Clancy from Mary Immaculate College, who have been looking at all of this. Appreciate your time. Call
2: Limerick today now on forty six nineteen ninety five.